Superman Hansen. How are you, buddy? I'm all right. How about We're going to dig it. I'm good, man. We're going to dig into a uh, B-side, if we will. Maybe one of the best Beatle B-sides. A song that, uh, in doing the research, I found out a lot of people love. And I think I know why. This isn't a song that I automatically think of when I think of George, right? And I think, and we'll talk a little bit about it later, but I think because of its inclusion on the Blue album, mm-hmm. this is an important song to some people. So for me, I never had that album. I had, like, the only compilation I really had was the White Beatles, like, number one hits. I had that album mm-hmm. and the Brown Love Songs album, but I didn't have the Blue or the Red album. Um, but this song is on the Blue album, and people freaking dig it old brown shoe and i know this is one of one of this is a song that you you like it's always been kind of one that you always talk about hey let's do old brown shoe was that because we were playing it or because it was different or because you had the blue album i did not have the blue album oh you didn't have the blue you had the red i had the red album yeah so um yeah this is this is kind of an unknown for me because you know i I think I talked last week about this radio show that I listened to back when I was a teenager. Um, I never made it to, you know, the Abbey Road thing. So this was, I remember borrowing a friend's blue album, like in high school. And, Mm -hmm. but I like, I have no recollection of hearing this song. And so it's always been a real oddity to me. And, and the reason I, uh, the reason I asked to play it so often, like in soundcheck, yeah. is because it's hard for me. It's <laughs> um, and so that's what makes it such a good one. I think this is really where I fell in love with this song was playing it. Yeah, it's a very we'll we'll get into that. I mean, it's a very very fun song to play, and is a great song. But I mean, right off the bat, we're going to get into a little uh, controversy. If yeah. You will. Okay. Right? Cool. So this song is recorded in April of 1969. So the four songs that they kind of record all around the same time, George does All Things Must Pass while Paul and John are working on the Ballad of John and Yoko. And I just want to point out that Paul is playing drums on the Ballad of John and Yoko amongst a million other things that he's doing at that time. So April 14th, John and Paul are recording Ballad of John and Yoko. Somewhere around that time, George is laying the demo for All Things Must Pass that you can hear on the anthology. Mm-hmm. April 16th and 18th, they record Old Brown Shoe. Uh, the 16th of April, they record something for the first time. So you have three pretty great songs being recorded all at the same time, uh, two of which are George's. Something, of course, they give the total Beatle treatment for Abbey Road, and it shines. As we talked about on, in season one, something is probably one of the best Beatles songs. I, I don't think you have a problem uh, <laughs> no, with me saying that. But let's talk about the people playing on Old Brown Shoe, uh, because this is right away where it gets controversial. You have yeah. John, John playing uh, guitar. Maybe let me look at my thing. What do we have here? Well, John is. Yeah, are we already controversial there? I, I he's me. also been credited with the piano, which I think is weird. I don't. I I don't think that was in I his don't ability. Think so either. That seems. Yeah, I mean George wrote the song. He said he's ri- he wrote the song on the piano, which he didn't. Which is different. Yeah, yeah and it's different something for him. he doesn't play really. Yeah, and you can hear, I think there's an early demo of it on YouTube mm-hmm. that I found. Maybe one of the first, like his demo, and he is <clears throat> shitting his way all through that piano part. Yeah. And then you very clearly hear when they're recording that it's Paul, because it's very clean, very perfect. 
Uh, yeah, I'd say it's Paul or George Martin. I mean, it's right. It's got to be somebody with some skill. I don't think it's. It, it seems. It seems to be beyond John's level of. You know, I mean, John was great on Imagine, but Imagine is a much different song than than the part that's that's, right. that's being played here. So yeah. it's very it's very funky, very American little piano part. I gotta I gotta lay that one on Paul. Uh, bass. Here's another thing. I mean, we we use Revolution in the Head kind of as our our text, but if you go to the Beatlesbible.com, which they are nerds like we are, <laughs> they very clearly state that on that. Well, it's Paul on bass, they think, uh-huh. with George doubling the bass part on guitar. But as I listen to it, it does sound like there are two basses playing to me. Oh, interesting. Okay. It sounds to me like maybe Paul laid down a bass part and then George on the bass five, I would guess. Did they have that at that time? On oh, the bass sure. five yeah, would the just come six. in and just kind of dum bass six, sorry. It is a wicked guitar part. The unsung hero of this is that bass line in the bridge that's doubled by Talk to me. What do you think? What did, in your research? What did you find? So there's a quote from George saying, um, "I went. Uh, I, I can't remember the quote. This is in but, the '80s, right? Yeah, like somebody was talking to him. Who yeah. played bass on Old Brown Shoe? Yeah, Chew? and he he definitely takes credit for it. And of course, you know, it. The Beatles, you know, they smoked yeah. a lot of weed. I mean, I don't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday, much less looking back, you know, 16 years ago at that point. So I get it, you know. Um, but he he definitely – and I, I looked at the eight-track layout. And mm-hmm. so the bass and the guitar are on the same track. Um, so have to be have to be would, different You would guys, think so, but they also did a thing where they were um, – Reamping some stuff where they would send the bass track uh, into the room and 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 record it back, and so they might have done. And there's there's reference to that possibly happening on this song, yeah, because it is a different bass tone. And and I that's interesting what you say about like two basses because it. I I would also guess that that bass six, which is a cool little thing, I would also guess yeah. that that's on there. Um, but yeah, who knows? We, we don't know. Well, I mean, we don't even, as I dug, we don't even necessarily, we don't know who's playing drums on this. There's a no. lot of, con- and that's really why we started this. I think that yeah. Michael Sackler, who's our, our guitar guru friend brought up yeah. to you that, that Paul was playing drums on this song. So in the research that I found, Jay, and I'll, I'll, I listen to it and it doesn't sound like Paul to me. It sounds like Get Back. It's the Get Back drum beat. Yeah, the dum 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 dum. Yeah, and in fact, there's an early take on it where you can clearly hear somebody playing Get Back. Yeah. (laughs) And it sounds really cool. It's like, oh, yeah, they should have stuck with that. Totally, Um, totally. Ringo was was filming The Magic Christian at this point. Right. You ever seen that movie? So that's... I've never seen it. I just just watched it it a few months ago. You're not missing anything. A a quarantine movie (laughs) just for you. I, I don't know, Jay. I mean, I, I guess I guess it is kind of our thing to give our professional opinion on this. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, it just seems this much out of Paul's drumming to me because it's real funky, and he's rocking that piano part. I, what is? What are your thoughts? I I think Ringo pops in, plays, but Paul did just play drums on uh, the Ballad of John and Yoko, right? Which he smokes. He plays that great. 
maybe he was feeling it. Yeah, I... You know, I mean, there's... So there's... I think there's footage of them playing this in the Let It Be movie, isn't there? Or there's, at right. least there's outtake, like, like I think, uh, God, I think you sent them to me, like where there's demo versions of the band playing them. And R so Ringo would have played that and probably would have, you know, had that part. Yeah. Um, which Paul may have played, you know. Right. Um, there are a couple fills that, don't seem like they're Ringo. They seem more Paul, but God, I mean, when I, cause I listened to it this morning. Cause I was like, all right, yeah. I, I, I'm just curious. And when it, when it kicked in, I was like, let's get back. You know, it sounds, it's got that little shuffly thing, you know? And I'd never heard that before either. And I listened to it. It's like, wait, Paul doesn't, uh, I mean, you listen to a Paul drum beat. So, I mean, again, not an expert on drumming, but I love listening to Paul play drums because I think he's an interesting drummer because he's not doing oh, too is. much. He's right. just doing the, he's yeah. just trying to be Ringo and then he'll throw a fill in every now and then. And I, I don't know. I, I wish I could give a definitive answer I, as I'm sure a million other people do. But I, in our professional opinion, we don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't I, know. Uh, I thought I would be able to go, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's one or the other, but I, I don't either. And you know, it's not like it's not like the Beatles didn't copy each other. I mean, George was really good at copping McCartney's lead stuff, you know, like that right. that weird little like bend pre-bend that McCartney's does a lot. George, yeah. I mean, like the Helter Skelter solo, it sounds like McCartney, but it's definitely George and he's just right. he's doing his best Paul McCartney. He's playing what Paul probably told him to play. <laughs> could you know, could that, be. He yeah. probably goes Bam! You know what I mean? That Paul was known for that. The yeah. My Love solo is the, you know, like the one time he gave up knowing what the solo should sound like. And as far as the bass, it does sound like George playing bass to me. It doesn't sound like a typical McCartney bass line. No. This one is a, it's a weird song, man. It, it's, it, I, I, I don't, I'm throwing my arms up. You can't see it, but I'm, you can see it. I'm throwing my arms up. I have no idea. <laughs> And it, this is what we do. I mean, we listen to Beatles songs for our job, and it's like, <laughs> oh, I, I can't tell. Yeah, I, I'm and not which sure. Which leads either. me to my next point: Who produced this? There was conjecture in there. There's it, George Martin's name is clearly on it, right? But uh, I think this is one of the first times. Um, Chris Thomas. Chris, Tom, right? Chris, did Chris Thomas produce this over George, and George just put his name on it as a. There, As I'm George, and I just I didn't I didn't know any anything about that until looking at Beatles Bible this morning, and so yeah, yeah Jeff Jarrett is listed as the engineer, right? And uh, George Martin and Chris Thomas are co-produce credit. This song we talked about a little bit last week with "I Need You." I think this is one of those songs that um, they George. I mean, they just don't give it the love that it, his voice doesn't sound great on no, the record, and, and that's. Everything you read, that's what they talk about. George's voice is buried. It's totally buried. I and I, I, I noticed that the first thing this morning when he started singing, I'm like, "Good grief! Like, who mixed this?" Right. Exactly. Right. And it's like, why is George? And why does it sound? I listen to these two British guys talk about, and they, we saw George in a Royal Albert Hall when he played it. He played it. We in the second row did it right in front of me. These guys just, they're fanatical like we are, and they. Uh, I lost my train of thought, Jay. You have to skip that part. I have <laughs> they no idea what I was going to say. They georged it. They 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 georged it. Yeah, yeah, they said it sounds it's so muddy. 
It's, it, it is. It doesn't sound like even the Ballad of John and Yoko sounds way better than Old Brown Shoe. Right. All you got to do is flip the record to hear it. It's just they didn't. What do they spend two hours on it? It seems like that we, <laughs> we don't even know who played drums or who played bass. We can't even discern because I think part of it's because of the mix of it. Yeah. Yeah. It just it is. It's not very clean. Um, this would be a great candidate I, I, to get the Giles Martin treatment, wouldn't it? A lot or, of stuff or did, I read. It was did it get it something. on on Abbey Road? I haven't listened to that. He like gave the he gives a he gives a uh, there's a great demo. In fact, I prefer the demo on the new Abbey Road release over the one the one that was released. It's it's just George on guitar, Paul on piano, and it's it's just really cool. Gotcha. Okay. It's, it's yeah, funkier. It's groovier. George's voice on the song sounds way better. Why do they do that, Jay? I don't it's cuz it's George. <laughs> well, you know. It's like so don't pass me by. That song doesn't sound like a Beatles song. It doesn't. No. And so I yeah, I guess uh I guess well, you know, they're just waiting. They're just keeping stuff back from us so they can, you know, milk us out of a bunch of more money here in about 5 years. Yeah, they you know, were just we'll thinking all buy of it, it then. <laughs> well, of course I will. You never uh, give me your money. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> So I have a couple of questions for you. Okay. Top Beatle B-sides. Where does this fall for you? Um, is it a top 10 Beatle B-side? So it's the B-side to, to Ballad of John and Yoko. This is interesting. Um, and this is a song that I like playing more than I like. It's it's challenging to play. Um, I've I've never played the solo correctly. It's probably George's fastest solo, that you know, wasn't yeah. a hard day's night where he played at half speed and then they sped it up. Yeah. Uh, it's Very kind of a Claptony solo in in a, in a weird sort of way. So he's he's definitely been influenced by his friend there. I think um, the bridge part where the dun da dun da you know. That's I, wicked. I, I do not play that and sing that. Uh, yeah. I just, I'm just chunking chords at that point. Yeah. And as I'm singing the Paul part behind you, I'm also chunking chords. I should be trying to double it and not even attempting. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, there is a great video of Conan O'Brien doing this song for like a George, you know, and Jimmy, Jimmy Vivano, I think, who's the leader of his, his band. Uh, he, you know, just, Amazing guitar player just smokes that solo, you know, and it's yeah. like, yeah, okay, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you, Jimmy. <laughs> that's we why like you're on TV. Our, that's and right. I'm in we my always basement. like to remind people why we do how we do our job. We have to learn all the songs, not just one every now. <laughs> so yeah. we practice yeah. it a lot, but we never play it. So yeah, <laughs> it, I think as a B side, Jay, this is um, I. I think this is like one of those Beatles songs that got away from them a little bit, which I'm I'm bummed out a little as I listen to it because I think it isn't. It maybe could have been an A side, it could have been a bigger hit than Ballad of John and Yoko. I think I think you could easily, if they would have spent the time recording it. Not to say at this at this point in time they were just you know they needed something. So obviously Ballad of John and Yoko thrown together pretty quick. Right. And this one also seems that way, but it's a it's a bummer because it. It kind of harkens back to that drive my car feel, that kind of Motowny Beatles. Oh yeah, okay. Which is kind of my favorite Beatles. I love it when they when they get back to the. And it's like, yeah, you do want to get back. You do want to play these songs this way, but you didn't. You kind of just gave this the. Uh, it's a George song treatment, and I think 
that's the shame in this great song. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is a unique song, definitely. Um, yeah. George is doing, and we talked about it a little bit last week with I Need You, he, he does that sort of like almost dissonant thing with his with his melodies against what's being played chordally, and it's uh it's it's a cool George thing, you know. It's it's he's got a lot of cool words and for that sweet top lip, I'm in the queue. Yeah, baby, I'm yeah. in love with you. I mean, I just love that kind of stuff. I'm so glad you came. It won't be, I'm, I'm moving my head so you can see, it, but I mean, it's it is it's a really cool song that they just kind of played. Yeah. Um, Duality. There's a lot of duality in the lyric. Did, okay, so did you run across this where it's about Marine Starkey? No, I didn't. Enlighten me, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, so there's a there's a theory, <laughs> and there's a picture of Marine, who was I. I'd never really seen many pictures of her. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman. Yeah, um, Paul McCartney wrote, speaking of which, we'll give him a plug. Not that he needs it, but Flaming Pie, the 50th or 50th anniversary of Flaming Pie, the thir- 20th, 30th anniversary of Flaming Pie is coming out. Uh, little Willow, written for Marine after she died. It's a great song on there. Ben, Little Willow. Uh, sorry. Anyway, I died. Oh, I didn't realize. Okay. She's um, great. Maureen was awesome. Mo, she's Zach Starkey's mom. Okay. If you will. Mm-hmm. She, uh, yeah, so... Um, Supposedly they had an affair in 73. Well, George did. Well, this is according to the... Oh, I like this, it. Yeah, this get... is according to the internet. Yeah, suddenly we're People Magazine here, man. <laughs> this is this is what I locked in today. I have no notes about this song at all, except... Uh, Mine wow. are just, who did what? I have no clue. <laughs> Mine was like, wow, okay, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's there's conjecture, you know, and, and and again, I'm on some random message board on the internet. So, you know, but so these are people that are that have less to do in their day than I do. <laughs> we scour so you don't have to. <laughs> but so there's conjecture that uh this was a song that George was writing for Ringo. You know, I got rings on every finger. Every finger, yeah. Oh. Um oh. But uh, the line about I want a short-haired girl who sometimes wears it twice as long, and Maureen liked to put her hair in a in a bun and a ponytail, but then she had long, beautiful hair. And I was like, "Wow, okay, all right, God, the '60s, man, you know." Yeah. So who knew the <laughs> Beatles were like freaking Fleetwood Mac kind of? Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> Best friends, oh, these guys. I, I've gone down <laughs> such a <laughs> such a weird place today. <laughs> Somebody's got to get out of, uh, you know, isolation here. There are, um, so George (laughs) toured live uh, very few times after the Beatles broke up. He did a 74 tour where he notoriously lost his voice, was changing lyrics to songs. We talked about that in something, our something podcast. Um, He didn't play this song. However, when he came back for what was his big final tour, where it was him and Eric Clapton, uh, they played in Japan, and then they did one show at Royal, a couple shows at Royal Albert Hall. Uh, I'm not sh- exactly sure, that, but this was included in both of those. You can catch live versions on that Live in Japan album. The live versions are killer with Clapton mm-hmm. playing it. Um, this And it also uh, is in the concert for George. There's a great version. That's really where I fell in love with this song, was in that concert for George. Uh, Joe Brown. Joe Brown! Plays this song and Does it, um, okay, I couldn't remember who did. It's a, it's a cooking great version of this song. Did I say Joe Brown right? It's one of those dudes on there. 
Um, but culturally, I mean, this is a song that I, as, as we dug, you see that there's a lot of controversy about it. People love George. And this is, if you love George, this might be one of your favorite Beatles songs. I just, we just, I just think that it kind of, I don't know. It it ain't Hey Jude, baby. They didn't put the love (laughs) into it that they did to Hey Jude or. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, even something that they recorded right a couple the same day when he recorded, I mean, um, you know. Poor George. No wonder he wrote All Things Must Pass and had that album full of killer songs. Right. Had Phil yeah. Spector do it. Yeah. And, you know, there's 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 thoughts that Old Brown Shoe was the Beatles, you know, like it's him yeah. saying, you know, I'm I'm, I'm tired over of this, this, you know. Um, and yeah, I, given that his three side or six side album that comes out after the Beatles break up of All Things Must Pass. I mean, clearly he feels like I could do these better you know, and give them the yeah. attention they deserve when I have my own opportunity. And I, and I think as I've aged, you know, I probably watched, when the anthology came out, I was in my uh, very early 20s, like 20, 21 years old, and I watched those a thousand times, man. And mm-hmm. the thing that bummed me out, other than John not being there, was how shitty George felt about being in the Beatles. I mean, if you watch that anthology... I'm sure there's a virgin, that, a virgin, a virgin that the director could have put out that George is just bitching the entire time. I mean, he did not enjoy the Beatlemania. He, the time that he loved is like pre-Beatlemania when they were, when they were learning the music and right. kind of kids. Um, but he really was a second-class citizen in this group, and this is kind of proof. Old Brown Shoe. It's a cool Beatles song. It could have been a rockin' one, um, but instead they just kind of fluffed it a little bit. Yeah, and thank God he didn't give them all. Things must pass, because again, a great song that ended up that he ends up rocking. So, you know what time it is, buddy? Time <laughs> to do. talk about our sponsor. You got coffee? What's on your coffee mug today? Uh, today I'm a Gemini. Um, He's a Gemini. Intelligent, outgoing, and witty. All right, I'm an Aquarian. I'm a water sign. I don't know, and I'm Peach Waterloo today. Hang on. So. No official sponsors yet, but we're our audience is growing. Thank you for listening to us. We have a season one. We keep all of our episodes up because you know we have nothing to hide. We're well into season two. We spent a lot of time in 1968 this year, and we are now going to rank old brown shoe. And I personally love your take on it's George song to the Beatles. I'm stepping out of this old brown shoe. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking for a rating from you, my friends. Okay, so I'm. Uh... <clears throat> In thinking back on my ratings, I've been, I've been thinking about these songs as like I'm grading a term paper. And, you know, so I think there's really no Beatles song to me that's below a C minus. So yeah. that means I, that means I, you know, have been limiting myself to the, you know, top 30% of, of, of the scale. But I'm going to go uh, 6.4 with this. 6.4. Yes. That's a low rating for you, buddy. It is a low rating. I, I'm I, I am becoming more like the East German judge, but yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> you know, this song is it's challenging to play. Um, again, it, it's uh, it's not one I, I I remember the first time I think we played it in front of people was at a run at the Playhouse, and uh, um, yeah, it's never gone well for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
It also it, never get not not you. I'm not saying yeah, it never has gone well for you. I'm saying <laughs> it's one of those songs that I always I've thought about opening the show with it a couple times. I just think it's one of those songs that but yeah, the beginning's cool. Yeah, it's a cool song. I just but then half the people are like, what is this? Right, what? right. This is a Beatles song. This is yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm going I'm six go four. Low, bud. Yeah. I'm gonna go four seven. Oh, all right. See, I gotta go four seven on this one just because. If the Beatles would have shown up on this one, it would have been way higher. You know, I, that's sure. how I, it's kind of how I feel. I feel like it's a time in their lives where, shit, man, they were arguing over "Hey Jude," one of the greatest songs ever written, uh, shortly around this time. So right. when George bringing a song called "Old Brown Shoe," that could be a slight on them, or about Ringo's wife, or about Patty, or about whatever it is. You know, when when John's saying, "I've got the ballad of John and Yoko," and Paul's saying, "I've got Hey Jude," and George says, "Well, I've got Old Brown Shoe." Oh, yeah. right. I just think they could have. Sp- could have given it a little bit more love and a little bit more time, and it would have been a killer song on Let It Be. It would have been a killer song on the White Album. But instead, it's a, it's one they just float out there, and it's a 4-7 in my book, my friends. All right. All right. I like it. But I love the choice. I'm so glad we got to dig in and see all the, uh, all the good. Th- Talking about duality, again, we talked about uh, George copying Paul. Hello, goodbye, right around that time-ish. Yeah, got that you say yes, I say no. You know, you—it's kind of the same kind of flavor, kind of a magical mystery tourist song. Yeah, again, would have been great there. He didn't write it around that time, but here we are, buddy. It's always great, Jay. I always Indeed. love doing this with you, man. I uh, couldn't couldn't agree more. This is really good. We've—I'm uh, Billy McGuigan, Jay Superman Hansen over there, coming to you from Omaha, separate rooms, looking through the glass onion. We got a lot more coming for you. Is it my choice next time? It is. Hmm. We have had a request, okay? Kevin oh, Klamowski, okay. who's a guy that he comes to our shows. I hey, think Kevin. He's, hey, Kevin. You requested any time at all? Well, my friend, we'll be doing that for you next. Oh, great right on. Beatle. Okay. Anytime at all. Oh, yeah. That's dun, a great dun, dun, dun. one. Great oh. early Beatles song. Oh, yeah. Jay Hansen, you look good with the beard, buddy. Oh, thanks. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, when, when you can see us again, we look way different. <laughs> <laughs> We're way quarantined. We're now the Let It Beatles. Good band Love name, it. by the way. <laughs> Let It Beatles. Stepping out of this thing. old brown shoe, buddy. This is us. Baby, I'm in love with you. I'm so glad you came here. It won't be the same. Now I'm telling you. When I grow up, I'll be a singer. I'll wear rings on every finger. I did that off the top of my head. Those are the lyrics. Nice. Old brown shoe. Jay Hansen. I, I couldn't have done that. So well done. <laughs> hey, buddy, for your sweet top lip. For all you Americans out there, that means waiting in line. We're looking through the glass onion again, friends. Be well.